The Church, in her wisdom, sets out weekly readings from the Gospels. These readings allow us to follow the life and teachings of our Lord Jesus Christ and the story of our salvation. Upper Room Media presents to you the weekly Sunday homily delivered from Sydney, Australia. Um, on Thursday, the Church celebrated the Feast of the Ascension when um, Christ ascended into heaven after 40 days from his resurrection. And next week we'll celebrate the Feast of Pentecost. So we're living in the 10 days in between both um, the Feast of the Ascension and Pentecost to come. In these 10 days the church celebrates a period where we're remembering the fact that the Lord prepared everything for us in order for him to leave us, ascend to heaven, and send for us the Holy Spirit. And today's Gospel, Jesus is actually talking um, to his disciples before his death, telling them about, um, well, in in chapter 16, telling them about his death, his resurrection, and earlier in the chapter about um, his ascension. Um, And we know that during the Holy 50 Days, we read uh, from the Gospel of St. John, um, because that's his purpose, and, um, and today we read from chapter 16, one of the paraclete chapters or the chapters of the Holy Spirit. So let's for a moment imagine um, that time, that transition period for the disciples uh, when they were alone without Christ. Um, it happened twice, during after his death to resurrection and then from his ascension to Pentecost. How difficult would it have been for, for them at that time? Although he prepared them for everything to come, which is, the, and, and for us, the descent of the Holy Spirit on Pentecost. And we know it was difficult for them. It says earlier in, in chapter 16, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When Christ came, he spent three years with the disciples and he lived with them, he did everything with them. He slept with them, he ate with them, he spoke with them and he did, he did everything to prepare them for the fact that he was the, their saviour. And he also tried to prepare them for the fact that he will die and that uh, he would be crucified on the cross. And that was, of course, difficult for them to comprehend, that Jesus, their Messiah, who they saw heal the sick, who they saw raise the dead, who they saw cast demon, would die um, and die on the cross. They would have sure, surely no one could come close to him, or surely that he wouldn't allow it, um, or wouldn't allow himself to be betrayed, to be crucified, and to die. And so we know that during those three days, when they were alone without him, between his death and resurrection, that they were difficult and the gospel records that they were afraid. (coughs) They were scared and it says that the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews. Um, So what now? Do they go back to being fishermen? They were rightfully afraid. Not much is commented on about the ten days between the ascension and Pentecost. But similarly, we can imagine that they were uneasy and that they'd be alone once again. And Christ predicted this difficulty when he said to them, but now I go away to him who sent me, but because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. And he also says, a little while and you will not see me, and again a little while and you will see me. Most assuredly I say to you, you will weep and lament. But in this he also tries to comfort them and explain to them, it is to your advantage that I go away, for if I do not go away, the helper will not come, and that, you'll, that you will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will be turned into joy. 
So we can see the disciples' distress and uneasy and, and their uncomfort when they were alone Christ. So why did it have to happen? Why did he have to leave them to ascend and go to heaven? It was really good when they, they, they finally just got him back. They didn't understand that, and to be honest, I didn't either. But what Christ was trying to explain to them, and what Christ is explaining to us, is the mystery of the ascension. They didn't understand the whole purpose of his mission, and that the ascension was part of that mission. His incarnation, his baptism, his crucifixion, then his burial, his resurrection, and now his ascension. And that his ascension was paramount to the descent of the Holy Spirit to come in Pentecost. So the church fathers comment and say that without the resurrection, Christ's death would be meaningless. And we know this in Corinthians. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty and your faith is also empty. And the church fathers comment and say, likewise, without the ascension, the resurrection would also be incomplete for we would have a resurrected person, but one who was not at the right hand of God in the place of authority. So we see that Christ had to ascend. And he said, if I don't go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I'll send him to you. St. Cyril also explains, he said that he took this humanity and he becomes the first human being to cross, over the, to cross into the borders of the kingdom. By taking our humanity into the presence of God, humanity and God are reconciled. And now that humanity and God are reconciled, the Holy Spirit can come and dwell in us. Thus, what we're looking forward to in Pentecost. The Church Fathers also reflect back to, to Adam, or back in Genesis chapter 6, where God said, My spirit can no longer dwell in man, and this, for he is indeed flesh. This was after Adam sinned. So the Spirit of God left humanity then, but now, because of Christ, his death, resurrection and ascension, the Holy Spirit dwells in us. And how awesome is that for us today? We, we read in, um, in St. Peter today, uh, chapter 10, he said, Of this salvation the prophets have inquired and searched carefully who prophesied of the grace that would come to you. So we have something more, more than what they did then. The disciples were indeed privileged that they were contemporary in the life of Jesus. They walked with him, they ate with him, and they did everything with him. But there were times where he wasn't physically with them and that was a tribulation for them. That was a time that was difficult for them. But we have him with us all the time um, as the Holy Spirit dwells in us. And what does that mean? If we fast forward, and of course we receive that in baptism, but if we fast forward we see the works of the Holy Spirit and how it acted in the apostles um, in Acts. And we see that the handkerchiefs and the apron of St. Paul... Um, healed the sick. Uh, merely the shadow of Peter also healed the sick when they brought people and laid him out and, and he would just walk past. We know that Peter and John spoke and thousands, were be- and thousands believed and were converted, um, although they were described on their own as uneducated and untrained men. And they, and they healed by simply commanding in the, in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. And we know that this, we see this also in contemporary people like uh, St. You know, Pope Krollos and more. Um, <clears throat> so no longer can we be separated and left alone and, uh, and away from, from, from Christ, from Jesus, like they were. And 
we, we see that when um, we saw that when there was a time in Egypt where priests were imprisoned um, and there, there was no time where they were alone. They, um, it was a very joyful period for them. And there's a book um, by St. Genuda uh, Press that says uh, about the memoirs of their imprisonment. Finally, Christ concludes this passage um, to his disciples and to us with the greatest reassurance of all times. He says, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the, in the world you will have tribulations, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. This was so true for the disciples, uh, who were once afraid, yet after being filled with the Spirit, they preached Christ joyfully, and even unto death. One of the church fathers also comments um, about the phrase, a little while. Uh, this was a little earlier in chapter 16, um, but it says, a little, uh, he says, a little while and you'll see me, uh, and you won't see me, a little while and you'll see me again. He says this phrase is repeated seven times in the gospel. And he goes to say that, that Christ is saying that um, so many times because the time here on earth is considered a little while while compared to the eternal glory. So any tribulation is insignificant compared to the glory to come. <coughs> and perhaps this is the most comforting and reassuring words one could hear. Um, Christ isn't capable just of overcoming my problem, but the whole world. His words of reassurance are, are spoken with true authority. Glory be to God. Pray by me. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart. And we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.